0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Marvel and DC Cinematic Study Guide Podcast. I'm your lovely host, Sedale, your comic book cinephile. And here, we try to keep your attention for a little while because these titles are way too long. And today, we're going to be covering the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Or I like to call it, Guardians of the Galaxy (laughs) 2.4. So yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your patience thank you for granting me all this time to get out this long overdue episode and we've wasted enough time already so let's get started all right so the first thing i want to talk about is that as of today my podcast has been live for a full month. Hey, kudos to me. I'd like to thank me, myself, and I. So, yeah, uh, sorry that I have been lagging on this specific episode. Uh, I've I've been battling sickness. I got better. I went to Disneyland. Got sick again. <laughs> and then the days I wasn't sick, I just, I just didn't feel like doing this. <laughs> I wanted to relax. Uh, I do apologize if I sound a little nasling. I got a little congestion up, but finally found some motivation to get productive and start on this passion project of mine that I, when I do start doing it, I just love doing it so much. And what I should be saying is that uh, my studies my finals have gotten in the way of this podcast, but that is absolutely not the truth. Uh, this is the thing I do to not do my finals. So I am not going to uh, be fake to you guys. You know, you guys deserve... Uh, All the honesty. You guys are loyal to me. Don't cheat on me. Don't listen to any other podcasts but this one, okay? And, you know, the same loyal fans, my study crew. You know, I want to thank you guys for believing in me, listening, showing support on the gram. I, uh, I don't get a whole lot of interactions uh, outside of uh, texts and DMs and stuff like that. But I do appreciate it. And it is the interactions I do get are it, it's more than double than what I was expecting. So I appreciate all of you guys. Uh, I, i can't wait to see where we are in another month another two months another year maybe season two let's see if we get renewed what but all i ask is that you just don't look at my twitter and cancel me please you know i was a different person in 2010 okay i was i was 17 you know i didn't know anything so just don't do that don't cancel me and yeah it has been a long time that this special has been out. This special has been out since the twenty fifth of November, and as of recording this, it is going to be the seventh, and I am going to record a little more on the eighth. So, yeah, it's been a while. So, uh, after this long and unwanted intro, let's get started. So, the holiday special starts, and it sets the tone for what's going to happen in the holiday special. You start off with an animated memory of Star Lord's rendition of Christmas, or at least him trying to celebrate Christmas on Yandu's spaceship. But Yandu is basically all Bahamug about the thing, which is very stereotypical and very James Gunny of him. And basically, Peter Quill is trying to get Craiglin, played by Sean Gunn, to really get into the festivities. And Yandu just isn't having it (laughs) so that sets the tone for what's going to happen in the special now we shift to technically what would be current day of what we're watching according to james gunn that the holiday special and i'm assuming guardians of the galaxy volume 3 it takes place sometime i would say weeks to months after uh leaving thor uh, on his own adventures in thor love and thunder and so there they it shifts to nowhere where it turns out that they actually did buy that titan skull or the eternal skull from the collector who we thought died in avengers infinity war but it turns out he didn't die so what they did was that they just bought out nowhere and they're using it for their own uh missions and stuff like that so basically this is the new base of operations the camera pans around you do see the full ensemble of the guardians of the galaxy minus gamora gamora does not make an appearance in the holiday special but we are introduced to a new member, more reintroduced because it's Cosmo. He did show up at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, or Guardians of the Galaxy, and here Cosmo has powers, but he isn't actually, or she rather, is it has it really grasped them yet? And in the comic books, Cosmo is is, is is a force of nature. So we're gonna see we're gonna see that evolution, and I'm very excited for that. So after seeing a depressed Star-Lord, we get a very crispy and intriguing intro to the special with the old 97s playing alien versions of themselves and their rendition of uh, what Christmas is. And I have to say that was a very hilarious and uh, enjoyable take on a Christmas song, rather. And I think it was really funny and really well executed. And because of the length of the special that we found out it was going to be 40 minutes, I was actually really curious to see how soon or how often that James Gunn was just going to put in his about when he was going to put like his Christmas music in this and right out the gate we get it. (laughs) So after the Christmas caroling intro wraps up we are then introduced to the plot of the holiday special. The plot is basically Mantis wants to do something good for Peter Quill because she has a secret and that secret is that she is the sister of Peter Quill. They do share the same father. It is revealed that Ego fathered her, and he was shown in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The only person that appears to know this is Drax, and they have a hilarious exchange via Zarknuts. And I honestly... That was probably one of my favorite scenes in the the whole uh, holiday special. Just them arguing, and then Batista's rendition of Drax is... Not comic accurate, but very, very funny. So, with their flawless thinking, they decide to do something great for Star-Lord. And that great thing is to um, none other than kidnap Kevin Bacon, the one and only savior of the world, according to Peter Quill. So what I'm assuming is due to time constraints, they just jump on to their ship and then they just go ahead and go to Earth super fast because space travel. because if that concerns you on this movie and you're not the right audience. So what happens is that they arrive at Hollywood Boulevard because for some reason that's where Kevin Bacon is going to be. Even though he lives in New York in real life. And uh, they arrive at Hollywood Boulevard and the strip where they have that Chinese theater that was last seen in Iron Man 3 where it was blown up and everything seems fine now and there's no other reference to that and Iron Man 3 was not on the study guide. And there they see cosplayers. There are GoBots that triggers Drax because GoBots are canon in the MCU and they killed his cousin, those bastards. (laughs) While they start to collect money by taking pictures and they are believed to be cosplayers. That's how they get their money. Before running into the bar to go see if they know someone who knows where Kevin Bacon lives, you do see a poster of Kingo, one of the Eternals. And it's still up for debate as to whether he's still being kidnapped by that Eternal or he was returned back. But his movies, they uh, will—they obviously will last forever. So as they go to a bar and they get wasted and they spend all of their money, the bartender is also uh, Flula, who was... Uh, a frequent collaborator with James Gunn. He was in the Suicide Squad. It's a hilarious club scene to me, and it, it just happens so fast <laughs> with all the grinding and the dancing and the drinking and the Drax laughing. It's a very good scene. It's a very good scene. And then they end up, as one does after a, a night of reckless spending at a club, they end up on the street. They have they still have no idea where Kevin Bacon is and how convenient that there is a lady there who sells maps of uh, celebrities' houses. I don't know if that's true, but if that is true that there is a map for celebrity houses, I am happy I am not a celebrity living in L.A. But anyway, I digress. They have no money to buy the map, but Mantis can manipulate your mind. So she uses her powers and gets the map from that lovely lady. And we get a very, very, very hilarious scene of them fast, essentially fast traveling to go to Kevin Bacon's house and it's like a, it's like a Candyland-esque uh map and then it goes through all of the uh the celebrities that live there and then of course you get John Cena Margarabi from DC uh and they are canon in the MCU now and then you also see Arnold Schwarzenegger Queen Latifah uh, a throwback picture of Mark Paul uh Gosselaar I don't know how to say his name but I know he's from uh, Saved by the Bell and was also on a show called Pitch that was canceled way too early but anyway they move they they navigate through this and then they end up at Kevin Bacon's house and that's where uh that's where the plot thinnings then we see the Kevin Bacon and he's just chilling and watching Christmas movies on his tv on his free time and looking it up it is um the Santa Claus Conquers the Martians movie that came out in 1964 and I just think it's hilarious (laughs) I think it's hilarious that Kevin Bacon you know just the idea of him just chilling there on christmas eve christmas day christmas whatever you know he's not with his family and he's just watching christmas movies eating some snacks and just trying to live his best life like you know like who isn't trying to do that let's be honest and then you know there's a hilarious scene they (laughs) Uh, drax throws mantis over of uh their gate and they try they try stealing stuff and mantis steals a candy cane and he steals a, a tiny man and he thinks that the candy cane is also a tiny man there's a very funny scene of them trying to essentially video chat with him on his ring uh, on his doorbell system and he just essentially tells them to, you know, f off and they just break into his house. It's very funny. It's very funny. Then the best part of the special has to be the chase. Like I never thought Kevin Bacon had all these parkour skills in him, but you know, like he knocks down his Christmas tree, goes up to his room, then just flimsies his way down to uh from from his two-story house and just starts running. So on top of parkour, he is also on top of his cardio and, you know, at that age, of, uh, at that age, I would love to have those kinds of skills, like, very similar to Kevin Bacon. So after a quick snafu with the cops, that includes Mantis causing cops to go unconscious, and Drax flipping over a cop car with two cops in it, and then those same two cops giving Mantis the satisfaction that her candy cane is not a man, they essentially just brainwash Kevin Bacon and raid a Christmas store. So my favorite Kevin Bacon scene has to be when he's brainwashed and they're in the ship and they have all the presents and they just start bashing on actors when they find out that he's an actor and Mantis and Drax just say the actors are just like the worst people, which apparently is a consensus amongst the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think it's cool when Mantis asks Kevin Bacon to portray himself as a as a hero and then he picks like a, a British military person. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I mean, to Kevin Bacon that is a superhero. <laughs> and... <laughs> they bring up references of like who Bruce Wayne and Batman is, and and then the eventual scene where they actually surprise Peter Quill with all the Christmas decorations stuff like that, and it's crazy. It's like how long was he in that room? <laughs> because they had all that time to put up all those things. But there's a lot of people there, and also uh, cinema. It's just gonna happen. Things are, things like that are just gonna happen, and uh, you shouldn't worry about that. And then the the scene where they. <laughs> They show Kevin Bacon to Star-Lord and there's no air holes in that box. That was pretty funny. (laughs) I mean, I've said it for like the millionth time this episode. But man, that was really funny how they just surprise. And he's just like, oh, no. So, yeah, then after the whole facade is, you know, taken down, Mantis unbrainwashes him. Kevin Bacon comes around (laughs) and again, more singing, more singing. (laughs) And I didn't even know that Kevin Bacon had a Christmas song. So that was a nice surprise. And yeah, so like the the episode wraps up with Star-Lord saying that the animated flashback in the beginning actually did have a happy ending. So Yondu actually went and he did collect the gift and that's how he started feeling the the gift of Christmas. And that's how that's the origin story of Star-Lord's two blasters that he still uses to this day. And then the green little toy that... Star Lord gave Yandu. It's actually on the armrest of his captain's chair in the first movie for Yandu. So that's a nice little throwback, and I, I really like how that attention to detail, like those things weren't just put there for a reason, and it really just adds on to what James Gunn was saying that he had this idea since like the first movie. So it overall it was very impressive. You have a very nice, um, (laughs) you have a very nice scene where everyone's giving each other's gifts and, you know, I'm not going to go too into detail in the gifts because I really just want to rave about the fact that Rocket got Bucky's arm (laughs) from Nebula and, oh my God, what a throwback to Avengers Infinity War. Like That was just like a a throwaway line and then it, it came back and James Gunn, uh, James Gunn's explanation for that is that she legit just went back to earth because you can do that as shown throughout this holiday special she just went to earth and ripped it off him and she just said ale and then went back and gave it to him and uh, i can't wait to see how this turns out in Thunderbolts. so we're gonna put that in the, in the next study guide we'll see what happens and uh the post-graded scene there is one it's very it's very short and you have rocket And Cosmo putting Christmas decorations on the buffed-up teen Groot. Or, I would say, young adult Groot. And that wraps up the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Let's call it Guardians of the Galaxy 2.5. So yeah, my thoughts on it. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really funny. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Guardians of the Galaxy is not a franchise or a comic book team that really appeals to me. So I'm, I'm never gonna give it, like... I'm never going to give any of those movies uh, the highest rating just because of the lack of enjoyability on my part, just because I don't really like the characters. Um, I know this might be blasphemous to many of you, but yeah, I mean, I like all of the actors individually. I think I don't think the movies are bad by all means. I understand that Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one is like a top tier Marvel movie. I've seen that movie top five, top three, number one on their favorite or what they consider the best Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And I, I, I'm not gonna argue with that. Like, it, those, that's a great movie. Uh, James Gunn really uh, propelled himself into stardom with that movie. I mean, he had a cult following before, but he really became mainstream, and that movie is what led to him being the head of uh, the DCU currently. And yeah, I mean, I have no, I have no quarrel with anyone that loves the Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they just don't appeal to me. So I guess my rating for this is just gonna be. It's gonna be a solid. Uh, three and a half inflated candy canes. You know, Um, a lot of people are giving it four and a half, five. And yeah, you know, I, I'm i not going to argue with any of those ratings. Uh, it's just like I said, like it, the Guardians of the Galaxy just don't, they're not like some franchise I, I truly care about. I'm not saying they're a bad franchise. I'm not saying that I, specific IP is, um, is terrible. I'm just saying it's not for me. And if you don't agree with me, then... Yeah, you suck because my opinion's correct. And uh, <laughs> I did give it a bump. I do love anything Christmas, especially. My girl got me on these Christmas Hallmark movies, and I'm a sucker for Christmas. I like Christmas. Everything. Who doesn't like Christmas? It's the most marketable uh, holiday. I said in my uh, previous study guide episode. I hope you uh, listened to that and promoted that as well. And yeah, like I, I also think that I think James Gunn is a good director. I think is I no. I, I take that back. I think he's a great director. It's just his certain styles. Like when I notice directors certain styles, it really sticks out to me. Like his slapstick comedy, um, his personalized soundtrack for everything he does. Um, you know, all of those things. You know, like even Michael Bay's explosions get to me sometimes. Like, well, do we re- did we really need an explosion? Like a door just closed. So that's just me personally. Uh, I like I said, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was uh, very well done and cute. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with uh, you know. Just, you know, acknowledging that something is the best that it can be. But if you just don't care about the franchise, then there's only so much you could do. I mean, there's people who don't like Star Wars, no matter how, no matter what Star Wars movie, whatever you think is good. What if you show it to a person who just doesn't care about Star Wars? They're just not going to like it. So what are you going to do? And this is my rant about people with opinions because people think that their opinions are correct all the time. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) well, let's go see. Let's see how we did it on on the study guide. Let's see if it reflected. Well, what's the report card? The report card, I give it an A. So the movies I recommended, uh, the comic asterisks I recommended, uh, they all really played uh, a good part into the the totality of this holiday special. Uh, Did you need to see Footloose? No, but yes you should have (laughs) i think the specialized television special format is going to be a very great way to introduce new characters or new themes or just have a little mini whatever moving forward with all the television shows or not even television shows but like the streaming shows you know they were still trying to crack a formula because they had a formula uh for the marvel movies and it worked for the most part and sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't and they couldn't really find a consistent one for all the TV shows. So I think having the ability to do a specialized presentation like this really does um, add a good tool for the MCU to utilize. You know, they really did reach out before they, they did things on YouTube and they did things concerning shorts and like the Blu-ray disc and stuff like that. But when it comes to high quality or high budget things... You can't really stretch that into a six episode, a nine episode, you know, series and have it this, as the same quality as a movie. So I really I really like and I really do appreciate these uh, special presentations. And I hope I hope that they continue. They don't necessarily have to be continuations or origins. Um, They could just be little little side bits, like referencing again, the the Marvel one shots that were available on the Blu-rays in phase one. You know, a lot of them were just, you know, Fun stories like my favorite one shot is just Phil Coulson on his way to the Thor's hammer and he just he just has a little pit stop at a at a gas station and if you don't know or you don't know what I'm talking about you should see it because it's amazing and you know James Gunn transitioning from this to DC you know uh you want these things to be successful because the second that comic book movies stop being successful or comic book TV shows stop being successful, they're going to stop making them. And that's just the reality of it. So support, <laughs> you know, like read some comics and support uh, these movies. And I, I, I do get, you know, there's a lot of uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do a future episode about like how other directors feel about uh, the MCU specifically. But, you know, it, it's cinema. It's what cinema is right now. And if you are a fan of that, then you should definitely keep supporting it. Well, anyway, that is going to wrap up this episode. This actually did what? This actually went a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but I did have a lot of thoughts that I wanted to say, and I don't feel like holding out on you guys. You guys are very good to me. You guys uh, like my posts, the five of you. I love all of you. Uh, the the bunch of listen, listens that I get, I I'm, I can I'm continuing to get it throughout the world. I I just got a new country, <laughs> so uh, whoever you are, I, I hope you are enjoying this, and, yeah, I mean, what did you guys think about this episode, what did you guys think about the holiday special as a whole, did I miss anything that you guys wanted me to cover, and I didn't, uh, you know, hit me up, you know, slide, in t- slide into my DMs, or text me, a lot of you guys have my number, and, uh, yeah, I mean, talking about DMs, hit me up, at, uh, DC underscore study guy, that's the insta, I appreciate all of you guys there, and if you guys want to know my opinions about other movies, knock, Common book related. I do have a letterbox at Sedel One Four Three, and then um, I'm posting up new poems, new blogs on my website, theSedelConnection.com. Want to know why it's called that? Check it out. And yeah, let me guy, uh, you guys, let me know what you want. Do you guys want a shorter title of the podcast? What kind of episodes do you want to hear from me? Let me know because I just want to live in your, I just want to live in your eardrums through your earbuds and pleasure you with my mouth. That's what I feel like I was put on this world to do. Thank you. Goodbye, beautiful people. Stay safe and happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Happy holidays.